So today, I'm going to be talking about uh, vision. I'm going to be talking about what God has, inst- has instilled within us as a church uh, with our vision, and then ultimately, I want us to talk about your vision. And the vision is, uh, is ultimately part of a picture frame. So if you take a standard picture frame like I have right here, we have four sides to a picture frame, and you notice there's nothing inside this frame. It's empty, but obviously what you put inside this frame uh, is a picture. We actually had one of our kids' uh, pictures in here when they were younger, and we took it out, and we said, hey, we need to borrow that. So we uh, just took the frame. And so today, I'm going to be talking about vision, but how it's defined by the frame, how it's defined by the frame. Now, for those of you who have taken our new member class, uh, you might recall some of the things I'm going to be talking about. So today, I'm going to be really focusing on the DNA of our church, who we are, who God wants us to be, and what defines that, what defines our vision. And so, if you look on, um, on your handout uh, today, and uh, if you watch on the screen, we're going to be talking about, the first thing we're going to mention in the vision frame is you're going to mention our purpose, okay? So, our purpose. Our purpose what is what we do. So, what we do is a church. And this is our purpose statement. We point people to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ, his church, and his world. Can we do something that I don't think we've ever done in the life of our church since we've been here almost nine years? Can we just read that together, our, sta- our purpose statement? Let's go. Here we go. We point people to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ, his church, and his world. So that is our purpose as a church. Um, now, part of that is it all stems from uh, the, the, the great commandment uh, to love one another and to love God. Love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the greatest commandment. That's mentioned in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, 31. But it also is part of the Great Commission, which is go therefore in all the world and make disciples. And so um, that purpose statement is, um, is what we do. And so as we talk about the vision frame, the top part of the frame deals with our purpose, what we do. So it's important for a church to know, like, what am I here for? What do we do? We point people to God. And I use the word point because it's in our name, but we point people to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ, his church, and his world. And so uh, that is what we do. Now, why do we do that? Why do we do what we do? Well, it's part of the next frame. The next frame is our values, which explains the why. Why do we do what we do? That's important to understand the why of what we do. And so, why do we point people to God? Because we value certain things, and here are the things we value. Relationship, God's word, prayer, excellence, 
and generosity. Those are the five things that we value. And so if we look at relationships, people will have freedom to trust those sharing salvation. You know, ultimately, it's about pointing people to Jesus and sharing salvation story. You can't do that unless you build relationships. Relationships are very, very important. That's one of the reasons why when we, um, when we provided Mission Christmas for our church and our community this past December, we, built, we did it the way we did because we wanted to build relationships. For those who don't know, we offered a little over 30 uh, children in our community uh, Christmas by purchasing through our people, through you guys and others, purchasing $75 Walmart gift cards for each child. And then we met them over at St. Angelo's in Emerson. We fed them breakfast there at St. Angelo's. There are great partners there. And then while the kids went next door to Lake Point Station to play, and Lake Point Station just opened up before they normally do and offered that free of charge. So we've got great partnerships there with Lake Point Station. And then while they did that, then our, uh, some of our adults went shopping with the parents. And we were able to build relationships with them. And they came back and met the kids and they went home. And so we wanted to make sure that the parents knew, look, we love you, we care for you, we're here for you, and so we are here to build a relationship with you. We didn't want people to show up and just hand them a present or hand them a gift card and say, okay, see you later. We actually went shopping with them. We actually hung out with their kids. We actually played with their kids at Lake Point Station. We actually eat breakfast with them. Why? Because we value relationships. We value them. What's another thing we value? We value God's word. We value God's word. God's word defines truth and shows a path to salvation, shines a light in people's lives. Everything we do as a church involves God's word, whether it be in our small group, obviously in our worship gatherings, what children are, 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 uh, are, are doing, preschool and kids, even right now, and our students. Everything we do involves God's word. We value the words of God, what it could do, what it could bring into our life. The third thing we value is prayer. Prayer prepares hearts to receive salvation. It will be evident in all that we do. Now, I truly believe that prayer is something that as a church, we need to do a better job at. Now, prayer is kind of one of those things, well, how do you, how do, you do prayer? What, what is that involved? Well, first of all, it does involve you praying individually, having a prayer time at home. As your pastor, I would encourage you in this new year to have time alone with God more than you did in 2021. It's going to take great sacrifice. It could mean you might need to get up earlier and, and set that alarm earlier to get up and have that time alone with God. It could mean that while you're driving in your car, rather than listening to the radio or to your favorite CD or whatever, you just 
have some time with the Lord. It could mean when you go for a walk, don't be just listening to certain things or podcasts, whatever. You walk and have some time with the Lord. Spend time with him. I want to encourage you to do that. Another thing, too, is I want our prayer time here at church to be something that has more people involved. So next week, we're going to kick back our prayer time here at Lake Point Church. And that prayer time starts at 1030. Now, services start at 11. But our prayer time is uh, at 1030 right here in this space. And what we do is we just invite people to come and pray. Now, we don't just we don't talk together as a group. We don't share prayer testimony, you know, whatever, our needs. We don't pray for specifically for one another. We just ask people to come and sit or walk or kneel or whatever and pray. Pray for God to have his way in our church service. Pray for uh, one another in our, in our church. Pray for the pastor and his family. We would love that. Pray for our staff team. Pray for God to do an incredible work in our community. When we are able to pray together, there's power in that. So I want to encourage you, starting next week, this is going to be open again. We just started this last semester, and, and we really have enjoyed what God has, God has been doing in that prayer time. So I want more people involved. Now, it's going to take great sacrifice. It's going to mean that you're going to have to get here a little bit early. But I would love for this prayer time at 1030 to be something that the Holy Spirit just takes full in charge of and just leads us into an incredible time of worship through music, his word, through preaching, and, and God will just have his way. And the Holy Spirit will move freely in here. So I want to encourage you to join us in that time of prayer. So prayer is very, very important. Another thing we value is excellence. Everything we do we try to do with excellence. And here's the reason, here's the reason why. So we will be, uh, excellence will be evident in all that we do to bring value to the salvation message. You know, when something is important, you want it to be done right. When you're cooking an important meal, you want it to be done right. I remember many times Suzanne and I, all the many years of making birthday cakes for our kids. We'd stay up like till two in the morning sometimes making these incredible cakes, right? And just, just uh, spending hours and hours. Why? Because we wanted to be really good for the picture, you know, for the child when they were able to see it. And of course, now we're like, we just order at Ingalls, right? And we just pick it up and we're like, hey, here it is. Or just cupcakes or we just take them out to, to dinner or whatever. Or they just want money. But, you know, back in the day, we spent a lot of time. We wanted it to be done well. We wanted it to be done excellent. Why? Because it was important to us. It was important to that child. And so, just like that, we want the message of salvation to be excellent. To be excellent. That is why I spend time prepping my sermons. I want to make sure it's done with its, its best possible way I can. I know I'm limited to my abilities, but, and God's going to continue to grow me in that area. But I want to do, to do as, best, as excellent as I possibly can. Now, we're not perfectionists. We're not out to seek perfection. That's not who we are as a church. We're never going to arrive at that. And we're only going to arrive at that when we're in heaven. But excellence in everything we do, kids area, students, worship, outreach, you know, whatever we're doing in the community, 
So we value excellence. And so that's one of the reasons why we do what we do. And then last but not least, generosity. Generosity. Evangelism can flourish when we are generous with our time, our talent, and our treasure. So we value the heart of generosity. When we can give to the Lord um, above and beyond and we have been able to, to do that. Even in the midst of even some local church tor- uh, turmoil, we were able to uh, provide Mission Christmas to over 30 families here in this community and have built relationships with, with them. And, and that was above and beyond our giving. And that was because of people like you, either here or watching online. You had that heart of generosity. You want to make sure that your generous giving goes to affect lives. So, what do we do? We point people to God through relationship with Jesus Christ, his church, and his world. Why do we do it? Well, because we value certain things. We value relationships, God's word, prayer, excellence, and generosity. We value those things. Next, How do we do that? As we look at the other frame, how do we do that? What is our strategy? Well, it's on pretty much everything we do, and it's how we operate. Belong, believe, become. Belong, believe, and become. We want people to belong to small groups, fellowship, and worship to come to a point of belief. You know, I've grown up in churches where they, they kind of make you believe, want to believe in Jesus Christ and follow him before you really felt like you can belong. And when I started Lake Point Church, when God, God uh, spoke to my heart and moved in a mighty way and even spoke through others in my life and confirmed it that we needed to start a church here in Emerson, I, I wanted to kind of flip that a little bit. I wanted people to feel like they can belong It doesn't matter what the situation is in their life. I don't care what they're doing in their life. I want them to belong. I don't care how a person is living, what they believe, what they did Saturday night. I don't care what what people did on, on New Year's Eve. If they're in our church, sitting in our chairs, it's exactly where they need to be, to feel like they belong. They could be part of a small group. And, and not even know Jesus, not even have an accepted him as Savior, they could be a part of a small group, can, can be a part of that. They can even uh, serve in, in, a, in a variety of ways, whether it be, be in a greeters or, or uh, you know, in the parking lot or uh, other, other areas. We want people to feel like they can belong. Now, if, if people want to get to the point to where they can serve by leading others in small group, like Bible studies and working with children and, and students and leading adults and, 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 and worship and, and study of the Bible, then we ask, you know, we encourage them to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because we want people who are in those leadership positions uh, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But that's where believe comes in. We want people to believe in Jesus and accept him as Savior to begin their journey. So with relationships, 
and making people, helping people feel like they belong and they're serving alongside others, then they will hopefully come to a point of belief on Jesus Christ and what Jesus wants to do in their life and their heart. And then they are able to ultimately believe in him and then start their journey and then ultimately become. Become who God intended by studying, serving, and sharing. By studying, serving, and sharing. By studying his word. By serving the church. By serving uh, the kingdom. By being, by volunteering in certain areas. And by sharing, sharing time, sharing, you know, uh, being generous. And, and also sharing with others about what God has done in their life. It's evangelism. And so our strategy, how do we do that? We want people to belong, believe, and then become the person God intended them to be. Now, we're, we're not going to ever ultimately become the person 100% God intended until one day we're in heaven. However, we can have that process of becoming. It's called sanctification, becoming like Jesus. So, what do we do? What is our purpose? We point people to God, the relationship with Jesus Christ, his church, and his world. Why do we do it? Well, we value God's word, we value prayer, excellence, generosity, relationships, okay? That's why we do it. How do we do it? We want people to belong, believe, and become. And then the last part of the frame is when do we do it? <laughs> when does it happen? That's important because if you could never measure when it happens, then you don't know if it ever does happen. And so it's important to have the measures. And so that's what this last section of the frame is all about. When do we point people to God? When do we do that? Well, through fellowship, worship, evangelism, discipleship, and ministry. Through fellowship, helping people to be a member of the family, whether it be in our worship gatherings, in our small groups, through serving, through worship, in our worship gatherings, being a magnifier of, of his name. As, as people are involved in, in, in small groups and that fellowship time, we can, we can have that measure of, of how people are engaged in that, how people are engaged in worship, evangelism, how people come to Christ, baptism, uh, how people are sharing their faith, opportunities to share their faith as a church, what, what are we doing as a church, just like we did at Mission Christmas and we've done in the past, like with Eggfest? Over 2,000 people come to Eggfest at Lake Point um, Sports. And what do we do? We share the gospel. Yeah, we, we put out four, uh, 40,000 eggs and we had a tons of people, but we also cranked up the sound system and we shared the gospel message of salvation. We had people come to Christ on that. We also, even with our, our uh, Easter sunrise services we've done in the past, here at Terminus Wake Park, we've had people come and receive Christ there and be a part of that. And so uh, we also measure discipleship, how people are growing in their faith. And then ministry, how people are serving, being a messenger 
of his love. These areas, fellowship, worship, evangelism, discipleship, and ministry, are also the frameworks of our budget. We actually have created our budget around these five areas. Every area outside of our administrative uh, hard cost of things, but our, our ministry areas of our churches already, uh, are all divided into these five areas. Why do, why do we do that? We did that because it's a measure. It's a measure to see how we are budgeting, how we are spending, how we are allocating funds to make sure that we are doing what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it. And so, even our leadership structure, our leadership structure is based upon these five areas as well. There's areas of leadership in worship. There's areas of leadership in fellowship and evangelism and so forth. And so, um, the reason why we do that is because it helps us to identify when we are pointing people to God. So, this frame... What do we do? We point people to God. Why? Because we value certain things. How? What is our strategy? We want people to belong, believe, and become. And then when do we do it? When does it happen? When do we measure that? Well, we measure it in fellowship, worship, evangelism, discipleship, and ministry. That is called the vision frame. They may say, well, Frank, you've told us about the frame what about what goes inside the frame? Well, what goes inside the frame, really, that's God's job. That's a job of the Holy Spirit. You see, this frame can hold a variety of pictures. Let's say if you had a, a family picture, and you put a family picture in this frame. A couple of years down the road, your family looks a little different. So you take another family picture. And then you take the old one out, and you put the new one in. Same family, right? Just looks a little different. That's exactly how God does in the family of our church. This family, it's the same family that's in this picture. It may look a little different over the years. Every year, this changes. Every year, this changes. Now, I'm not talking about specifically the, the people. I mean, obviously, you can, you can look at it that way. But I'm talking about what we do as a church and, and how, how we look as a church and what God is doing in the life of our church. See, we don't control the vision. God controls the vision. Our job is to make sure that the frame stays the same. Our job is to make sure we are accomplishing our purpose and our values through our strategy and when we do that through our measures. If we focus on the frame, God will focus on the vision. Does that make sense? Let God focus on the vision of what he wants to do in our church. Now, that has looked differently over the years. This February, we will celebrate nine years as a church. February 10th, we'll celebrate nine years. 
And so over those nine years, I've seen the, 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 the vision inside of this frame just change periodically. Like, for instance, we started doing a lot of things immediately in our community. Like as soon as we started doing stuff, we, we started doing stuff for the school, like, like Red Top Middle School, we were all in here. We, we started, you know, feeding the, the teachers and then Emerson Elementary as well and, and, and started doing stuff for the schools. And then we, uh, in year two, we started doing stuff at Lake Point uh, uh, Sports. And so Lake Point Sports, we, we collaborated with them and, and uh, we started doing uh, chapel services at the baseball fields. And uh, that might have been more year three, but we started doing chapel services over there. And the reason why is because um, the, 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 the main developer, Neil Freeman, uh, uh, who developed Lake Point Sports, and I were great friends. In fact, um, Neil Freeman, out of his own mouth, he confirmed that, that we should uh, plant a church here in Emerson and, uh, and, and partner with them. And even though God was already dealing in my heart to plant a church somewhere, and so we partnered with Lake Point Sports, and we did uh, chapel services. We did uh, sports camps, free sports camps out in the, uh, for the community. We did Eggfest, and we did lots of great things there. We started doing chapel services in the indoor uh, champion center, and we started doing those kinds of things there. And then all of a sudden, Lake Point Sports got sold to a Jewish company in California, and my friend Neil and several of the other people that I had connections with were no longer working with Lake Point Sports. And so what happened is there was a complete turnover and a change Lake Point Sports. Those people who live in the Emerson community you know pretty much what I'm talking about. Even though Lake Point Sports right now is doing lots of great things, and Mark O'Brien, the CEO, is a good friend of mine. He's doing a lot of great stuff, and, and that whole team, and, and, and they're continuing to, to make progress. But whenever Lake Point Sports gets bought out by a comp- another company um, in, in another state, then things change. And so we had to sort of change how we did things. And so this right here, this looked a little different. Now this right here, the frame stayed the same. It's never changed. But this looked a little different. Same church, just had different clothes on, right? Just had a little bit of a different look. And all of that was guided by the Lord. And so I'm happy to tell you that even now we've made some inroads of relationships at Lake Point Sports, and there are some opportunities now that some of the things we used to do, we're now able to start uh, doing and uh, having some conversations with about. And so, but just because that happened there didn't mean that God didn't do a great work, because we partnered with people like Terminus, Wake Park, and we did our, that's where we do all of our baptism services, They're at Terminus. We partnered with them to offer the Easter sunrise service for the community. We partnered with Lake Point uh, Station 
uh, to do lots of ministry there, obviously with our Mission Christmas, and our students will be meeting there, and many opportunities. This past uh, week, um, they had to walk through a tragedy that happened there uh, locally, and so they asked me as a, as a pastor to come in and talk to some of their employees and have some counseling with them. Why? Because we have relationship with them. It's all built on relationships. And so as long as the frame stays the same, the vision, God controls that vision. Part of that vision also changed whenever, or it's just adapted whenever God said, hey, we, I want you to buy some land. So we have 20 acres of land in Emerson. We owe $188,000 on this land in Emerson. We've been paying on it. And then... We had offices in Cartersville that we weren't paying for. They were part of the Barter Baptist Association. And, uh, and then they sold their building. And then we didn't have an office space. But we had North Cobb Christian School call us and say, hey, we had this 2,500 square foot nice commercial office building, uh, modular building that we'd love to give to you. Just you got to pay to move it and set it up. So we did because we prayed. We asked the Lord, Lord, where, what do you want us to do? Where do you want us to meet? How do we have a footprint in Emerson? What do you want us to do? And he did it after 48 hours, two days of praying, he provided. And right now, that building is on our land. It's on foundations. It's together, and it's waiting the next phase, which is to get it ready. You know, work on the inside, work on the driveway entrance, all of that stuff. So we're about to start that. So you're going to be hearing more about that here really soon. But that ministry center is what we're ta- calling it. It's not just an office. It'll have a couple of offices in there. But it's, it's going to have room to, to do incredible things in there. It's going to have enough room to put at, at, at least seven or eight round tables with chairs all around it for a men's prayer breakfast, a ladies' Bible study. You could put about 60 or so chairs in there to where uh, students can meet there on Wednesday nights. You can, um, there's going to be other breakout rooms, small group rooms. There's going to be a full kitchen in there to where we can cook meals and provide that kind of stuff. And there's even going to be room to have a food pantry in there. There's going to be amazing, incredible things at that ministry center. Now, we're still going to meet here on Sundays, but we're going to be able to have a footprint on our property in Emerson. Y'all, that is huge. And the ministry center is the key component, I think, that's going to create this vision. It's going to be the catalyst The ministry center is going to be the catalyst that's going to make this what it's going to be, whatever God wants it to be. And so we are super excited about that. All all we're doing, we're just following God. (laughs) We're we're just like, okay, Lord, we lost our office. What What do you want us to do? Oh, here's a building. I guess we need to put that on our land. Oh, okay, well, this is big enough to where we can actually do things in here. Wow. So we're just following the Lord. That's all we're doing. And we're just focusing on the frame. We let God take care of the vision. So that's what he is doing in the life of our church. And that's what he's going to continue to do. And there's some incredible things, incredible opportunities we're going to have. And I'll be sharing even more and more of those with you in 2022. If you have your handout, I'm not going to go through all of these 
read every word, but I do want to let you know of what we believe. So this right here is basically what we believe as a church. We believe in the Holy Bible, the inerrant Word of God. We believe in the Trinity. We believe in God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We believe in Jesus, that Jesus Christ is God's Son. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead for our sins, for the forgiveness of sins. We believe in salvation. Salvation is only through faith in the grace of Jesus Christ. It's not by anything that you, you could do or I could do. We believe that Jesus paid for that salvation. Repentance, we believe in repentance and turning away from our sin, 180 degree away from our sin. If we will repent of our sin and he will, he will help grow us by the Holy Spirit and it is a commitment to turn away from the old life to the new. We also believe in baptism. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. Baptism doesn't save you. If you have accepted Christ as Savior, I believe it's important, we believe it's important for you to follow that up with baptism because it's a tangible way for you to remember and for you to tell others, I've accepted Christ as Savior. We believe in sanctification. We believe that is an ongoing process of becoming like Jesus. We believe in the blood of Jesus. We believe that he shed that blood on the cross and it is, has a power to cleanse us from all of our sin. We believe in the church. The church is the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. Jesus started the church. Jesus was a church planter, the original church planter. With his life, he planted the church. We believe in heaven. Heaven is real. We believe for those who have accepted Christ as Savior, they're going to go to heaven. We believe in hell. For those who have accepted Christ, have not accepted Christ as Savior, they're going to go to hell. God's not going to send them to hell. God, hell was not even created for us. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. We send ourselves to hell by not accepting the gift of salvation, not accepting him as Savior. And then we believe in the second coming. One of these days, Jesus is going to come back and receive us and take us into heaven for those who are still here, who have not died and gone on. That's what we believe. That is what I preach. And so we encourage you to, you know, take this home. This is your copy. You could find this, all of this, on our website, on our beliefs. But if you ever have a question of what we believe, you can look here or on our website. Look at the last page. Now, this is something that I want you to do for homework. This is something that you can do on your own or your family. And, and if you need more copies, there's several, several copies here today, and there's more on the back table. But this is, this is for your vision frame. I want you to complete this in your own time. And I want you to ask yourself, what is my purpose? What do I do? What do I do? That's a good question. And why do I do it? Those are your values. And how do I do it? And when do I do it? For example, let's say if a husband and wife, if you have children and you want to fill this out together, 
what do, what do we do? Your parents, right? If you're, if you're thinking of parenting, if you're thinking of, and, and, and this right here can work for a, a lot of different areas. You may want to take several of these and fill them out for as a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a father, or as parents, or whatever. And, and, and youth that are here today, as a, as a friend, as a student at your school, as a Christian at your school, right? You can, you can use this for a wide variety of things, but what is your purpose? It's good for you to know that. If you use this for parents, parents, like, what is your purpose? Well, we want to raise kids knowing about Jesus. Maybe that's your purpose. Something simple. Why? Well, because we love Jesus and we love our kids, right? And we don't want them to go to jail, <laughs> you know? Or maybe that's a reason, you know? Uh, how do you do it? By the grace of God, <laughs> you know? But, but, you know, partnering, uh, let me tell you, you could do that by partnering with the church. How do you do that? Well, we don't do it on our own. We partner with our church. We partner with others. We get them a Bible. By the way, we had two students, guest students, who were saved at our Christmas Eve service. And, and I reached out to them this week, and they didn't, they don't, neither of them have a Bible. And I had several people already step up and say, hey, I'll, well, I'll buy them a Bible. And so we're going to deliver that to them sometime next week. You know, and so you know, get, getting your kids a Bible. And that's, that's part of how do you do it, you know, right there. And when do you do it? Well, you know, we have church every Sunday, pretty much, except one time a year, <laughs> one Sunday a year. We have church every Sunday. We have student ministry on Wednesday nights. How, when do you do that? Well, you, you bring them to church. You bring them to student ministry. You help them grow as parents. So you can use this vision frame to show what does that vision look like for you as parents. For you as a married couple, what is that supposed to look like? Just like this frame right here. Let God take care of the picture. You take care of the frame. If you, if you come up with, and spend time on prayer on this, but if you come up with the what, the why, the how, and the when, God's going to take care of the rest. You don't have to freak out about this. He's going to make this beautiful. We all, we, we all want this inside here to be beautiful. Stop trying to make this beautiful on your own. Let God take care of that. He's going to make this beautiful, just like he's making Lake Point Church beautiful. He makes the family of God beautiful in his time and in his own way. So we just take care of the frame. You take care of the frame, God will take care of the picture. God will take care of the vision. So just as that exercise on your own, I encourage you to allow God to speak to you to create that frame and for you to follow along in this vision.